everybody. Welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half, Kish YZ. This is episode 30. We're going to do this in two parts. So this is part one, which is going to be the predictions or breakdowns of the Eastern Conference play-in tournament, which begins May 18th, Tuesday, which is probably today because uh, the posting of this video will be Tuesday. So I hope you all enjoy that. But before we begin, once more, I'm D. back again with Hugh. What up, Hugh? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, like I said, this is the Eastern Conference uh, play-in tournament. So a few details, and then obviously we can get into the subject here. So yeah, May 18th, these games, if you're in the States and you're listening to this, these games are going to be on TNT. Um, let's see what we have. So they're going to look, looks like they're running both games uh, in the same day. So you get round one, upper tier, round one, lower tier. Once again, uh, if you're needing help on explaining the play, in tournament right before it begins, please uh, visit our YouTube page and click the video where I kind of explain the play in tournament. Uh, but yeah, I like to call it an upper tier round one and a lower tier round one. So it kind of makes it more clear as far as who advances where, uh, as far as after the completion of each round. So in round one, uh, lower tier. So let's start with the lower tier, Hugh. You know, we got the lower tier. It starts at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time if you're in the States. Uh, on TNT is where the it's going to be broadcast, and we have number 10 of the regular season standings on the East, the Charlotte Hornets, versus the number ninth uh, seed of the regular standings uh, season standings at the Indiana Pacers Arena. So um, I'm not sure what it's called, uh, their arena. But so, yeah, Hornets at Pacers, Hugh. Um, I'm not sure if that sounds like an exciting game for you, but what are your thoughts about that? Because, you know, not too long ago, the Hornets were basically like around fifth or sixth seed, but they ended up in 10th. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. It's probably not the most exciting uh, matchup, but, but definitely a, a good one there. You shout out. I just want to first shout out UVA, my boy, Malcolm Brogner. Looks like he's coming back and playing. I think is what you said. So uh, shout out him. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, well, my opinion, let me give you some higher. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you could. Go ahead. Okay, because, yeah, you mentioned Malcolm Brogdon. So I have some key notes that I've written down for this game. Right now for this game. Um, one, Gordon Hayward, you know, you and I just talked about that before we started. Gordon Hayward is out. But uh, for the Pacers, it looks like DeMontis Sabonis, Aaron Holiday, and Edmund Sumner, they are questionable for the game. And obviously no Miles Turner. He's still dealing with his injury. There's no timetable for him uh, from what I saw. And then Malcolm Brogdon is a game call decision, game time decision, sorry. So there's no answer as of right now when uh, I looked up this information, if he is guaranteed to play or not. I guess they're going to probably see how he feels in warmups and see if he can handle that and then go from there. But um, I would say – Man, it's going to be tough. If DeMontis Sabonis is out, with this being a lower tier uh, round where, you know, it's win or go home from this point for them, that, you know, maybe they don't put Brogdon in. They just take the chance of sitting him out for the next game or just sitting him out if they, obviously, if they lose, if they don't have Sabonis in there, because, you know, that's going to be kind of tough to put a lot of pressure on somebody coming back from injury. But, yeah, go ahead and give us your opinion on it. Uh, but, yeah, I just want to throw in some of those keynotes as far as uh, players that may or may not be in tomorrow's game, today's game. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, 
I didn't I didn't know that about Sabonis. Yeah, if the Pacers want a shot, it looks like Karis LeVert going to have to put up like 50. Uh, that's how it's looking for me. But um, Yeah, I agree with yeah, the same thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so give me um, – my my prediction here is going to be Charlotte. Uh, I think I think Charlotte's going to win this game. I think one of the main reasons is Lamelo Ball is back, and we know that they're kind of a different team with them on the court. I do agree with what you something you touched on earlier. How you know earlier uh, this season they were like the fifth seed, so they did drop a little bit. It's kind of uh, doesn't look very good how they ended up tenth. But I mean, I understand you know Lamelo was out. But it was a, while. a tight race there and, towards um, the end because they were like an eighth yeah. or. or or something like that. And then the Wizards had like the tiebreaker and then they bumped up and I mean, it was tight. So, you know, just looking at the seating, yeah, they're in 10th, but it was actually a close race there where they could have finished a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you had a bunch of teams that got on a good roll there at the end, like Washington and the Knicks and, uh, you know, uh, the Heat and, and teams yeah. like that, that, that started winning a lot there at the end. So uh, I do understand, but you know, it's unfortunate for them. They should have, at least, you know, earlier in the season looked like they were going to be pretty high ranked in the East, but they slipped a little bit. But, yeah, I do think um, that their team started playing better. Uh, I think they started running kind of a small ball lineup uh, towards the end of the year a little bit, and I think they had P.J. Washington at the five, and and I think okay. they were actually playing really good basketball doing that. I know Cody Zeller, like, was just not playing much uh, at all. Um, like, some games he wasn't even, I mean, playing at all. Like, he was just, uh, you know, coach's decision just not to play. He was healthy, but – uh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe they, you know, if they don't have Sabonis, well, I know Miles Turner's, you know, legitimately their five, but Sabonis can play it. So, you know, maybe if, you know, Sabonis does play or doesn't play, you know, they run run more of that small ball lineup. It looks to be giving them some success. But, uh, but yeah, especially with all those injuries, you just went over with the Pacers. I thought Brogdon was back, but the fact that he's even a game-time decision. So, even if they do have him, I mean, Sabonis, Miles Turner, you know, Edmund Sumner, uh, I mean, guys like that, you know, good, good guys for them. Yeah. Give me a give me Charlotte. Yeah, I'm definitely agreeing with your points there. Karis LeVert definitely needs to have a big game. And he's def, definitely capable of doing that. We see him do it, uh, you know, here lately. We've seen him do it last year on the Brooklyn Nets, even when uh, they were resuming the uh, regular season in the bubble last year. He had some great games. So, um, yeah, definitely a really talented dude. And I would like to argue, you know, when we do talk about in the offseason what teams need to do or what we think they should do in the offseason. But I'll go ahead and mention that as a sneak preview that uh, Karis Avert, in my opinion, is like the second best player that they have. He's behind Sabonis now. He's he's right there and then followed by Malcolm Brogdon, in my opinion. But they can definitely form uh, somewhat of their own big three there. But, yeah, uh, Lavert definitely deserves uh, – you know, the, the credit there, but yeah, he's definitely going to have to have a big game, but that's still asking a lot against a Charlotte Hornets team that has surpassed many expectations when uh, they were seated where they were during most of the regular seasons, in my opinion, like they were just riding in the middle of the pack for a good while, even when LaMelo Ball went out and then return of him, it was kind of like, well, they should at least sustain enough to make the play plans. And that's, that's where they're at now. And I also like to mention that O'Shea Brissett, which is, I think, a, like a backup power forward. Um, obviously, if Sabonis is out, he's another guy that would definitely need to have a, a decent game. Yeah, I don't expect him to drop 50, but he definitely needs to play a good size role there for the team. But, yeah, hopefully some of these guys do get playing time. Um, Justin Holiday is not in, uh, listed as an injured person or, or on the injury list. So, you know, I, I look for him to have a pretty decent, pretty solid game. Probably need to drop at least about uh, 18 to, to 22 or more if possible. And then uh, Doug McDermott, you know, a guy that nobody talks about there, but he can uh, knock down some threes and he could go on a little score and run 
which is basically mostly what all he contributes in, in the form of three-pointers. But, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Pacers. So, yeah, give me the Hornets as well winning this round. So if our predictions were to come true um, in this scenario, the Pacers will be out for the season. They're done. They're going fishing. And the Charlotte Hornets would advance to the second round of the play-in of the Eastern Conference. And so I'll mark them down for the second round. And before we get into the second round, obviously we need to finish up the first round. So um, to finish up the first round, we need to focus on the upper tier, which would be the seeds uh, seven to eighth. So this game is gonna be at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time on TNT. And this is the game between the Washington Wizards, who are the eighth seed of the regular season at the Boston Celtics, the seventh seed of the regular season. And I'll go ahead, Hugh, before you say your piece, uh, some key notes that I wrote down. Not too much here as far as injuries compared to the other team. You know, obviously, um, yeah, uh, Bradley Bills returning from his uh, minor injury that he had. And I read something that said he was not 100%, but I obviously expect him to play. He did play in Sunday's matchup, uh, so he returned for there. And Raul Nato, or Neto, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. He's questionable. He's uh, like a backup guard uh, for the Washington Wizards. And then obviously on the Celtics, Jalen Brown, you know, unfortunate situation there. He's not going to be here for the rest of the season. So it doesn't matter this game, the next game, or or whatever the case is, he won't be there. Robert Williams, uh, a guy that you're familiar with, uh, he one of their backup bigs. He is a game-time decision for uh, this matchup. So as of right now, I think what I acquired was that their starting five for the Boston Celtics looks to be Kimball Walker, uh, Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Jason Tatum, and Tristan Thompson. <clears throat> okay. Did you did you want to take this game first? I took the last one. Oh first. no, I just, first I, well. I've been feeling it a lot, so I don't mind you giving your opinion. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, if you listen to this and you are whoops, sorry about that. If you're listening to this or watching this, you know, give us a thumbs up if you like the video. If you like the content, please leave in the comments anything else you would like to see or like for us to do. Uh, we do take suggestions, uh, but yeah, give us a subscribe if you haven't already. That way we can keep up with our content. Like I said, we're going to try to get this thing rolling through the playoffs as well after we finish up this uh, play-in tournament. So, you know, keep it locked here if you don't mind. And yeah, go ahead, Hugh, and, and plug in your piece as far as what you wanted to say about this series here, the Wizards at the Celtics. Okay. Okay. I think this is in, I think it's just intriguing a lot more, um, you know, bigger game just i mean name wise um than than the hornets and pacers the uh, wizards and celtics i do think this would be 100 percent a different game if jalen brown was healthy and playing uh if that was the case i would probably choose boston to win but that is not the case and i am leaning on the side of washington to win this game um russell westbrook has been playing outstanding missed a triple double now um i think he's gotten a triple straight triple double in what probably the last Eight, ten games, probably. I mean, he's been going dumb lately uh, with triple doubles. Not to only mention, I, mean, I saw on Instagram that he actually averaged you know, another triple double for the season. So basically, what does what it date back? I think it's five out of the last six seasons or four out of the last five. The last season last year with the Rockets, he did not average triple double. But outside of that, he's been averaging triple doubles, I think, four out of the last five seasons. I think it's at four. Yeah, I think it's at four. Yeah, so that's, yeah, Mr. Triple Double. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Hugh, this yeah. is a, a matchup that, um, you know, looking back at the regular season or back when we started this podcast, we'd probably be like, 
I don't know why the Celtics would be that low. You know, they started off when we started the podcast, they were down kind of low. We figured they'd pick it back up, uh, but obviously couldn't predict the injury to uh, Jalen Brown and how long Jason Tatum was out for with COVID. But the Wizards are kind of where I thought they would have been when they made the trade for um, for Russell Westbrook. I figured around as high as six, as low as, as ninth or so. But um, eighth sounds pretty good to me. But obviously, this is the uh, the play-in, so this is not the official playoff spot. So I would probably agree with you. I'm going to lean definitely to the Wizards because Russ is still playing red hot. This is a single elimination game. So this is not, like we said, it's not the playoffs format of uh, a best of a three-game or five-game or seven-game series. It's one and done, and you got Bradley Beal there, even if he's not 100%. Russ makes the right plays. I'm taking the Wizards as well. So you you definitely agree, right, Wizards? Yeah, yeah, give me the Wizards. So with that being said, that would conclude the first rounds of the Eastern Conference play-in tournament. So we had the Wizards winning um, the first round on the upper tier. So that would make, in this scenario, the Wizards the seventh seed for the playoffs. So they would be playing the Brooklyn Nets, which – that would be very appealing to me because I want to see that matchup for sure. And since the Celtics in this scenario, they've lost the first round, they would be in the eighth, potentially in the AFC, plan for the AFC. They'll be moving on to round two of the Eastern Conference playoffs, a uh, play-in tournament. Sorry, I'm trying not to get my words too mixed up. So in the second round of the Eastern Conference play-in tournament, we would see the Charlotte Hornets, who were the 10th seed, playing the Boston Celtics at Boston, who are the seventh seed of the end of regular season. And these teams will both be competing for the eighth spot. Loser goes home. Um, so Hugh, just, you know, tell me who you got here and, and why, what do you see happening? Anything stand out to you? Um, yeah. So, um, so, so in this matchup, I would, I would, uh, I would go with Boston uh, to win at home. I mean, um, you know, I think they got good pieces. Um, but, you know, I don't think they have enough to beat the Wizards in one game. You know, a seven-game series uh, for them might be different. But in this single game, um, you know, one thing we've been talking about with with the Celtics a lot is, like, lack of an elite big man. And like I just touched on with Charlotte, they've been running a lot of small ball because they don't have an elite big man. So, you know, I don't think that necessarily hurts them, especially in a, in a one-game just uh, win or go home uh, in this little and, – and how they have this set up. But, I mean, you know, you still do have guys like Kemba and Tatum. Uh, Evan Fournier was struggling when he first came to Boston, but uh, he's kind of balling there towards the end, uh, putting up consistent consistent numbers, shooting the ball well. You know, Kemba's kind of hit or miss, but, you know, he's been playing decent. We all know what Tatum's uh, able to do. And just, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I think Charlotte will keep it close, but but I probably have the, the Celtics winning a, a one-game one game winner-go-home game there. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of the more intriguing matchups here. Um with the Charlotte Hornets, uh, obviously this is more intriguing than their first round. So if they were to advance to this and play, end up playing the Celtics, man, I might almost have to give it to the Charlotte Hornets, unfortunately, for the Celtics fans, because the Charlotte Hornets, a couple things there. I feel like they're a very streaky team. So if you're talking about them winning the first round, carrying that momentum into Boston, yeah, they're not at home once more. But don't forget, Terry Rogier played there a few seasons back, and he played there for several years. So he's familiar with that court. And no Jalen Brown there, who's a heck of a defender or two-way player there. You know, some of those doors might be kind of wide open. I mean, they do have Marcus Smart there, but I don't uh, expect, like, Evan Fournier to defend, like, Jalen Brown. 
So um, I'm kind of interested to see because not only are they kind of like a streaky team, but they they have high momentum moments where they can just get going. And I, I feel like the Charlotte Hornets could take advantage of some um, mishaps with the Boston Celtics and make great pushes. But yeah, the good thing for the Boston Celtics fan is that y'all are playing a home game once more, but after coming off of a loss, this is definitely, obviously it's a win or go home situation, but it puts even more pressure because you have to win this game. But I, I will say what, I will give it to the Boston Celtics, but Jason Tatum has to go 40 or more points. He, he has to have at least 40 points for this to, to happen in my opinion. It's just not going to be enough if he ends up under 40. Like if he gets 35, it's going to look like a great game, but I, I don't know if it's going to be enough shooting there. Um, let me just say that him, Kimba, and Fournier probably need to combine for at least uh, like 85 of their points. So let's say he goes 40. Uh, so the other remaining 45 points need to come from Kimba and Fournier for sure. But I mean, even still, that's only 85 versus – uh, a Hornets team that could easily put up, put up 110 points or 105 points there. So um, you you definitely need Tatum, in my opinion. I, I feel like I want to say 50. That might be too bold, but I'm I'm interested to see that because that's what defines greatness sometimes. And Jason Tatum is definitely a great player, in my opinion, and definitely on the rise. So this is another opportunity for him. It's an adverse opportunity because of Jalen Brown not being there, but he's just going to be relied upon more heavily. And I think he's ready for that challenge. So, yeah, if he were to lose the first round, I think, you know, the second round, he definitely would live up to to playing his heart out. But uh, the result might not end in their favor. Yeah, I respect that. I definitely think it'll be a, be a good contest. I just think personally that – I mean, uh, it comes down to Evan Fournier for me. That, uh, you know, probably a month ago I would give it to the Hornets because he was, was not playing well for Boston. But I think here lately, you know, he's uh, consistently put up, you know, like 20 some points a game, something like that. Uh, last time I checked in on his numbers. So I don't know. I just, I just see him having a decent game and, and being enough to uh, being enough to carry them over the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Shout out to the Boston Celtics fans, but yeah, uh, real quick, we're going to take like a, I guess like a brief summary. If you're listening to the uh, audio only version, you can find this on anchor.fm, Spotify, Google podcast, pocket cast, I think breakers as well. Um, so there'll be a, like a brief pause here and we'll resume with uh, the second part of this episode, which is the Western conference play and tournament. But uh, yeah, if you're watching this video on YouTube, obviously, you know, just uh, you'll see the second part. It's going to be a separate video and we'll have that posted as well. But, um, but yeah, this just wraps up our predictions and what we're expecting to see uh, through our eyes with the uh, Eastern conference play and tournament, which begins today, Tuesday, May 18th. And uh, just to backfill, the round two of the Eastern Conference play-in tournament will be Thursday, May 20th, uh, Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock on TNT again. So, yeah, all the Eastern Conference play-in tournament is being covered through TNT on uh, U.S. national broadcast. So, once again, thanks for kicking in the second half. Kish YZ, I'm D. Peace and love. Hey, welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half, Kish YZ. This is episode 30, part two. This is the Western Conference NBA play-in tournament. Uh, same as the last format. If you haven't caught the uh, first video where we did the Eastern Conference, please check that out. And if you're still trying to figure out how the play-in tournament looks, uh, check that out on our YouTube page as well. But yeah, here we're back again. I'm D. 
and this is the Western Conference. So let's start off again. We're going to go, like I said, I like to do the upper tier and the lower tier. The upper tiers are going to be uh, the teams of seven and eighth, and then the lower tier is going to be the teams of the ninth and tenth seeds, respectively, based off the end of the regular season standings. So we have the lower tier. So these games are going to take place on Wednesday, which is what's Wednesday? Wednesday is May 19th. So May 19th, uh, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. If you're in the States, it's going to be the San Antonio Spurs, who are 10 at the Memphis Grizzlies, the ninth seeded team at the end of the regular season. Uh, so, Hugh, let me go ahead and give you some keynotes here that I wrote down for this matchup. Um, so, yeah, once again, this is the lower tier teams. Keynotes, Spurs versus Grizzlies. Um, they both missed the 2020 playoffs, I believe, is what I wrote down from last year. And that's really the only thing I have here. I don't think I have anything listed as far as injuries. Um, I guess I'm expecting basically the main guys to be playing these games as of right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so uh, this reminds me, uh, like we talked about in the last podcast, of the, the Hornets-Pacers game. It's it's a guy, it's kind of game that doesn't look you know extremely appealing uh, from the eyes, but you know there's definitely some things to watch out for. Um, my prediction is is I got Memphis winning this game. Um, uh, I want to say San, I want to say San Antonio because I you know I'm a big fan of Demar, but you know I just the Spurs man I never know what's going on in there because you never hear anything about. Them. I knew Demar DeRozan plays there. That's the about, that's about have all I know. Always been like that, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Even when they were winning, you don't hear a lot from them. They're a small organization. They don't do a whole lot of highlight reels or anything like that. They don't really do anything super exciting that makes them stand out apart from the rest of the league. They kind of blend in and then they show up for the playoffs. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, so um you know one of the one of the key things I have in this game uh, written down is the emergence of Jonas Valanciunas and how incredible he's been balling lately. You know, he's been putting up, I think uh, last game I saw, he put up like 29 or something, you know, he's just been constantly getting double doubles, you know, I think he's top 20 rebounds some here lately. He's top 30 points a few times here lately. So, I mean, he's, you know, his emergence is, is great for them right now. You know, Jaron Jackson's back. He's playing, you know, John Morant. We all know what he can do. Dylan Brooks has been playing great basketball for them. So a lot of things uh, trending in the right direction for Memphis. And it's just San Antonio, you know, I know DeJounte Murray's great. Um, DeMar DeRozan's great. But, you know, with uh, especially the departure of Marcus Aldridge, uh, defending Valanciunas, I think – I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but what's, what's their center now? Pertle. 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 Yeah, so, you know, I, you know, I know he's been doing decent things there, but, you know, I don't think he's a great matchup for Valanciunas and the way he's been balling lately. So – so give me Memphis. Yeah, I, I understand that. But, yeah, definitely with Memphis, I think we need John Morant to have a consistent scoring night. Um, 14 points probably won't cut it because if the San Antonio Spurs are playing their their game, you know, you know, like you mentioned, a couple key players for the Spurs there. But even with them being a younger team, they have a veteran head coach in Greg Popovich. So I would be wary there if, if the uh, Memphis Grizzlies aren't on their A game. And we particularly need, like you said, John Morant needs to be on his A game. And 
uh, Valanciunas needs to be on his A game as well. He needs to have a huge big game and take advantage, uh, especially if Proto is out and uh, just kind of wreak havoc down low and, and grab the boards. But, you know, DeMar DeRozan is not one to shy from a playoff or play-in seed here, that single elimination game. He feeds off of that. We, we know him. We know his game from back in the days in Toronto. So, you know, you definitely can't sleep on him because he can have a big game. But all it takes is uh, one other guy to be his sidekick for the game, and the Spurs could easily take this win. It might be a close game, but they could they still have the chance to pull it off. So I'm talking about a, a veteran leader and a veteran uh, coach versus a, a kind of like it, they're kind of like well built, but I think they're still trying to figure themselves out all together collectively with the the Memphis Grizzlies. But uh, I would say another key player to watch out for. You know, you touch on Jaron Jackson. He he came back and he's playing, but. You know, Brendan Clark, shout out to Brendan Clark. You know, if, he, if he's playing well, has a great game and decides to turn it up a little bit as far as uh, those hustle stats, then the uh, Memphis Grizzlies can uh, take this one away from the Spurs. But, yeah, it's a toss-up for me, so I'm just going to stick with you. I'm going to ride out with the Memphis Grizzlies for this one. But I don't want to dismiss that the Spurs definitely have an opportunity here. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the bottom line to sum up this game is whoever's going to have the more heart. Like, that's just bottom line. I, I got to see the heart on the court. I don't think the talent alone is going to be enough. It's going to be have to be some type of elevation of their their talent. So give me the team who has the most heart. But for now, we'll stick with your, your prediction, Hugh, and go with the Memphis Grizzlies to wrap up the lower tier seed. So in this scenario, if the Memphis Grizzlies win, they advance to the round two of the Western Conference play-in tournament, and the Spurs are going fishing for the season. So, Hugh? Let's go on to the Western Conference play-in tournament round one upper tier. This will start at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in the States on ESPN as well. So back to back. And this is going to be between the eighth and the seventh seeded teams based off the regular uh, season standings. Eighth are the Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers, who were the seventh team. Uh, key notes here. I think everybody's playing. I think everybody's playing it. And then I just wanted to put in a personal side note, this is basically going to be the best game in the whole play-in series between the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I'd rather watch this game than some of these series we're going to be seeing. Seven-game series, to be honest. You know, another another chapter in the, the Steph-LeBron rivalry. Another chapter. I mean, it's going to be exciting, man. It's exciting. You ready for me? You ready for me to give my take? Oh yeah, man! I've been I've been waiting for you to go ahead and cut into that state. Man, what a what a game, bro! Give me give me Golden State. Give me my Warriors, bro. They've been balling lately. Balling. Steph Curry, balling lately. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to come down to the wire, back and forth game. You know, it's just so many storylines. You know, AD back healthy, LeBron back. I don't know, hundred percent yet, but he back. You know. Wiggins been kind of picking up uh, a little bit of slack here lately for Golden State. I know uh, a couple games ago, Curry shot like one for 11 from three. Had like, I don't even know if we cracked 20 points. Might have had like 22 maybe or something like that. And Wiggins carried, put up like 38 and still got us a win. So um, we all know what Draymond can do. The the heart of that team, you know, facilitator uh, can get you a triple-double in any given night. But, you know, you look at the Lakers, you know, LeBron, AD, like I said, you know, they got Kuzma's healthy playing. They got Schroeder back, um, Drummond a big acquisition there. So a lot of, a lot of enticing, um, 
you know, individual matchups uh, they're going to be played. But, man, give me the Warriors, man. They're one of the hottest teams in basketball right now, winning a lot of games, you know. Uh, we know how important it was uh, the last game of the season between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. And, you know, that was a, a close game for a while. And then Curry went off uh, for 46, nine three-pointers. Uh, so, you know, another uh, instance this season of him putting the team on his back, carrying a team. You know, hey, one thing I wanted to touch on, though, I forgot to look this up. Do we have any info on Kelly Oubre? Is he is uh, any chance he's going to be back or is he? Oh, still? yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't look that up. I don't know if he's I forgot about it. I mean, he's missed yeah. what the last week or two of the NBA regular season. Yeah, like I think last week I games. saw that he was supposed to be reevaluated, but I, I haven't heard since then. That's something I, I might have to look up after this episode. I've totally forgot to do that. So my bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, man, with the I mean, opportunity to, to make the playoffs out of two games, you know, he might not play in uh, the first round just to be yeah. on the safe side. Yeah. And so, you know, an, another instance here where it might change my mind if COVID wasn't a thing or if COVID was over and this is at uh, Staples Center and a, a full a full stadium of Lakers fans, uh, full arena, excuse me, um, uh, of Lakers fans, that might make me sway in the Lakers direction a little bit. But, man, just Warriors and how hot they've been and me probably being a little biased, but, but I don't care with um, – you know, my MVP of the season, Steph Curry, uh, you know, scoring champ, you know, a 10, 40-point games this year. I think this will be at 11. I think, you know, I see him putting up uh, probably probably close to 50, not over 50, to be honest. I feel like he's going to snap uh, and go off. You know, I see a good game from all the guys, Draymond, triple-double, Wiggins, you know, probably 20. Um, so, yeah, I, I just have high expectations. You know, this is Showtime basketball, man, two of the, the hottest teams and – Biggest names playing uh, in one game, uh, elimination game. So, so yeah, give me, give me Golden State. Okay, yeah, I hear you over there with uh, your selection, and I would just like to say, with the Lakers, I mean, this could possibly be a win-win. I mean, there's probably more advantages to winning than losing, but what the effort it might take to beat the Golden State Warriors and chase Steph Curry around the court, I'm not sure if it's going to be worth it to the Lakers or not. I would say most likely would be if they can pull off this win. But if they can't, you know, maybe you don't overextend some of these players that obviously have returned with LeBron and AD being the main ones or Alex Caruso or anybody like that who may be key down the road. But, you know, you definitely don't want to have your backs against the wall when it comes to losing this game and having to play in round two. But in, in another scenario, if you're playing round two, you know, you're kind of looking out, okay, do you want to try to win round one and play the uh, Phoenix Suns or win round two and be playing the Utah Jazz? I mean, the Utah Jazz are still a great team and they are still without Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure he'll return sometime for the playoffs, but, you know, that that's a player that, it'll probably take it a little bit easier with as far as getting him back on the floor, not maybe running him at 35 plus minutes in his first game, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it really depends on how hard the Lakers want this win. Like Steph Curry, I have no doubt that he's going to perform well, but I mean, he is one guy and he is hard to guard, but you could try your best effort to contain him. But how much of a resource would that take? I'm not sure. You, through the Lakers, you definitely don't want to, have an injury just trying to win a play-in game just so you can lose in the, in the first round. So, you know, I think it's going to be very strategic on what the Lakers want to do, but I don't think they're going to back down if they see it obviously as a legitimate challenge where, you know, okay, they definitely want to win this game. They're going to do whatever they can to try to guard Steph Curry and force everybody else to shoot. I mean, that's probably going to be a strategy going forward with any team that plays the Golden State Warriors from here on because of, um, you know, you just have to live with, uh, with somebody else beating you, in my opinion. But, yeah, Steph Curry is definitely on fire. So I, I can easily see how 
the Warriors could uh, take advantage of this, like you said, without the Lakers having all of their uh, Laker Nation fans there. So, um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with you and write out this scenario so we don't get anybody confused. So, in this scenario, if the Warriors, who were sitting at the eighth uh, position after the regular season wins this series they would become the seventh seed for the western conference playoffs and the lakers in this instance will be advancing to round two of the western conference play play in series so um so yeah so let's look at that at you so like i said this would be round two of the western conference play in and we have the grizzlies versus the Lakers based off your predictions here, Hugh. And this game looks like it's going to be taking place on Friday, May 21st. It's going to be airing on ESPN. When I looked it up, there was a to-be-determined or to-be-announced time frame for this. I would think similar to the, the second round of the Eastern Conference team. That was like at 8 o'clock. So this being a Friday night, it might be like a either 7.30 or 9 o'clock, somewhere after 7 for sure but probably no later than 1030, which is sometimes how they like to run those Western Conference games. But seeing that this is the only game plan that day, uh, I would say it's a little bit earlier. So uh, maybe around maybe around 730 on the Friday nights when they have this. But just keep an eye out for that. Uh, like I said, it's going to be Friday, May 21st. But uh, yeah, in this scenario, Grizzlies at the Lakers, who you got, Hugh, and tell us why. So, um, yeah, Grizzlies and Lakers. I got the Lakers. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even see this being a close game, to be honest. I mean, maybe early, but I see the Lakers probably winning this game by 20 points, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just – I mean, they, they're they not going to lose and not make the playoffs. I mean, right? I mean, LeBron can't do that, right? I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I know he's missed all year. but I, just, I would you agree know, with you. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like I touched on Valanciunas, how well he's been balling. You know, I think Drummond is a lot better, or I guess not uh, – a site that Valentine's wants to see, you know, he's a lot better big man than any, anybody the Spurs have, you know, they got AD who looks like, you know, he's, you know, back to form, uh, probably hundred percent in my opinion, uh, probably taking on Jaron Jackson. So, you know, I see AD winning that matchup, you know, I think Schroeder's a good matchup for Ja. I think Schroeder's a good defender, um, you know, and LeBron, you know, what do you say? This game was Friday. So, you know, you know, if he stays healthy and everything during the Warriors game, you know, I see him being, you know, you know, a lot more healthier, uh, you know, I don't know about, exactly 100% uh, then, but, you know, a lot more healthier, you know, being able to do this thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, I think they're they're a decent team, but I don't I don't think, you know, single elimination game that they're any match right now for the Lakers, and I think um, they're going to show them that in the final score is not going to be that friendly for the Grizzlies, in my opinion. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you right there because the Lakers, what they're going to want to try to do, especially with them trying to make the playoffs, they're definitely going to want to get this win, and they're going to want to get this win real quick. They're going to want to shut this game out basically by halftime so where LeBron and AD, especially LeBron, doesn't have to play a whole lot in the fourth quarter like you would see in a traditional closed or, or heavy matched game. So I would look for them, for the Lakers to pull away, if not by the first quarter, by halftime, if all goes well in their favor in this scenario. So, yeah, give me the Lakers as well, which would put them at the eighth spot. So um, just a quick wrap up, the Warriors and all these scenarios would be in the seventh seed and they would be playing uh, the Phoenix Suns. And then the Lakers would be the AC team playing Utah Jazz in the first rounds of the playoffs. So let's see if our predictions come true, but I'm sure this is a game that everybody would be locked in to see. Um, 
not this particular game of the second round, but definitely the first round uh, upper tier game between the Lakers and Warriors. So that's basically, basically this could possibly be the Western conference finals matchup for next year. So we'll see what happens with this. It's definitely going to be fun and exciting. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. Thank you for watching this video. Hopefully you watch the first half of this video on uh, YouTube. If you're listening to audio only, uh, YouTube is uh, KishYZ. Give us a like and a subscribe, please, if you haven't already. And yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you could definitely listen to the audio only versions. If you're, you know, if you're working or you're traveling, you're getting to work and you just want something to listen to, find us on Spotify anchor.fm google podcast pocket cast breakers under kish yz and then yeah if you want to dm us obviously you can leave comments in the messages of or in the comment section of the youtube page but you can message us on twitter and instagram under kish yz k-i-s-h underscore yz for those handles uh hugh give a shout out bro yeah yeah um let me give a shout out to, to cousin fred um, you know, he's a he's a big Lakers fan. So um, we actually talked today about how Tyson, the Warriors, Lakers uh, matchup look. And I think I think he gave me his prediction. I even think he said he had the Warriors probably winning that one. But but obviously uh, the Lakers winning the AC. But yeah, shout out Cousin Fred. You know, we've had him had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, he's done good. Um, yeah, I can't wait to have him on here again. But but yeah, give me let me shout out him. And hey, one other thing I wanted to add real quick without going without going too far ahead into the future. But let's say our prediction is right. And we got the the Lakers playing Utah. Imagine the storylines to that game. You either got Utah, you know, you know, number one seed in the West, you know, losing the uh, first round, which would look terrible, or you got LeBron and AD's team losing first round uh, of the of the you know of the playoffs, which would look terrible too. So I mean, that I just couldn't wait for the storylines of that game and how that how that series would pan out. But yeah, without getting too much in the future, just something I wanted to throw in there. Yeah, please stay tuned. Like I said, if y'all are watching and listening to this, we're going to try to get some videos out when this play-in tournament is done and roll out small videos and small recordings of the uh, play-in uh, results. Well, I guess we won't really do the results because it'll be basically summed up when we do the playoff breakdowns of each uh, playoff matchup. So that would be four games for the Western Conference and four games for the Eastern Conference. We'll try to get those covered for you all by the weekend and, and uh, get those out there. Go ahead and finish your shout out, your outro, Hugh. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um... Appreciate everybody, everybody watching the video. Uh, it's an exciting time in the NBA right now. Uh, playoff time, you know, be sure to stay tuned. Keep up with the games. Keep up with us. Uh, you know, we'll be breaking down, you know, all the matchups and everything. So, you know, uh, if you're subscribed already, you know, we appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, if you like the videos, you know, put in the comments or DMs, DM us or whatever. If there's something specific you want us to talk about or if you agree or disagree or, or whatever, anything you have to say to us. Uh, if you're not subscribed and you like our videos, you want to keep up with our content, uh, Give me a sub, no tomatoes, please. Not a fan uh, of veggies much, but uh, but yeah, you know we appreciate all the support, and um, you know we love putting out content for you guys. You know we're grinding now, especially because playoff time. So you know, the more subs we see, you know, the more likes it gets us, more pumped up to knock these bad boys out, and to you know give you all the content that we want to put out for y'all. So yeah, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, appreciate Drika. Let me shout out to Drika. Uh, she told me today that she, that she watched some of her episodes. So a big shout out to Drika. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, appreciate everybody. Yeah, thanks, Rika, for watching. We appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to Drika. Shout out to uh, Cousin Fred as well. Um, you can follow him on Twitch if you're into video game streams under Rankin Up Gaming. R A R A N K I N 
U-P-G-A-M-I-N-G. I think that's what it is. I'll try to find that and put that up here as well or in the, the description. And also shout out to our other special guest, uh, your bud 36 um, He's on Twitch as well for video game streams. And shout out to our co-branding uh, or partner uh, on, for these podcasts and Tavern Geek. You can find them on YouTube and Spotify and Anchor.fm as well. I'll leave that in the description. And also you can subscribe to their uh page at the end of this video as well and once again thank you for kicking in the second half this has been kish Wazik. peace and love